Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoop B and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. And welcome to an all-new episode of the MBS Sports Hour, brought to you by Total Package Energy Shot. What fuels you? Joe Cardoza here. Join us always, my brother, Patrick Waring. And today, we have a great pleasure of having a special guest on with us. Uh, you might have seen a lot of his work at his, rate, at his website, scoopbradio.com. You've probably read a lot of his work on heavy.com. He also dabbles in things that are not just sports, uh, MSNBC, just to name a couple of places he's been seen at. So at this time, we want to welcome to the NBS Sports Hour, Mr. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hey, doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Hey, look, before we even, well, first of all, as, as a, of course, we want to thank you for joining us today. But before we even get into any topics, uh, happy birthday to you, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. It feels good to uh, enjoy being 35, but at the same time, um, I guess have alignment. Mind, body, soul, work, age, coming of age, if you will. I was listening to uh, a song uh, by Jay-Z that came out in the late 90s called Coming of Age. And um, it, it, it really is, um, it is exemplary of uh, where I am right now, just as a, as a man, just as a, as a person, just as a, as a human being. So I don't mean to break deep, but yeah, thank you. Happy, thanks for the happy birthday. 
Um, no, nah, man, it's all good. It's definitely all good. I, I think, you know, you probably, you know, like us and like many people, I, I think we don't take anything from granted, right? So we appreciate, we appreciate everything. We appreciate, especially a time like now, you know, we definitely want to appreciate everything. We want to celebrate things and we want to be thankful for, you know, for being here. For sure. So, of course, now with uh, the COVID-19 and coronavirus pandemic that's going on around the world, Brandon, we see that uh, all sports have been put on hold. But now we're starting to see uh, a lot more news of sports leagues starting to ramp up. I mean, of course, the first league you had was the Bundesliga over there in Germany with soccer starting to ramp up. But for us, and I know it's a big passion of yours, too, is the National Basketball Association, the NBA. Uh, We have a lot of talk going on about the NBA possibly using Disney as as a host site to kind of finish out this season uh, with you having your ears to the street and, and being deeply involved in the NBA. I kind of wanted to hear from you. What's the latest you're hearing about the potential plans for uh, the who, what, when, and how when the NBA gets restarted? Well, I mean, the, the NBA has, has uh, had discussions about, um, you know, how they're going to format it, whether it's going to be a traditional, you know, top eight teams, um, in, in, in the NBA, you know, from both the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference side participating, um, you know, and so the the, uh, the league is having some meetings today with uh, Commissioner Adam Silver with the, the Board of Governors and, and discussing uh, just a myriad of topics. But um, what my league sources did share with me um, last week specifically um, was a plan and, you know, how they plan to execute um, their their rollout. So I, I posted this on my Instagram page. You can follow me on Instagram at scoop underscore B. But basically, um, one of the things that's being discussed and proposed um, is, a, is training camp. Basically, um, for a little under a month um, with the team, potentially with guys reporting between the 20th and the 21st of June. Um, and, and so that does remain as discussed um, privately. Um, there will be a training camp that would run from June between June 20th and June 21st uh, through July 10th, uh, and that would allow teams to, you know, kind of get off that that rust from just not being around each other for about two 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 and a half months. Uh, and then after that does take form, um, there's been discussion about whether or not they will find a way to resume some sort of regular season, um, if you will, but and and that could be potentially five regular season games. Um, I, I'll tell you that I had spoken to some players and 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 some other uh, league personnel who had discussed this going back potentially six, seven games um, that that could be done. This was the discussion that I was having like late March, early April. Um, what I can tell you is um, it, it's it's. I think if you look at the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, the difference between the eighth seed and and people on the outside looking in. There's about a three to three and a half game, you know, difference in that regard. So, um, you know, the Portland Trailblazers of the world, the, the the New Orleans Pelicans of the world, who are on the outside, you know, looking at the Memphis Grizzlies who are an eight, who are an eight seed, you know, that that will be interesting, you know, if they do resume that. And that five game, you know, regular season would last between July 15th to July 23rd. And then, you know, if they do do a, a, a traditional NBA playoffs, you know, round one would be July 25th to August 7th, with the second round being the 8th of August to the 21st of August, and the conference finals being the 22nd to the 5th um, of September. So August 22nd to September 5th, and we're looking at a potential NBA final start beginning September 7th 
and ending September 20th, which, you know, because they're playing through September, because of COVID-19, of course, um, the NBA draft uh, could be obviously pushed back um, to September 25th. I guess they'd like the number 25 in the NBA because as it relates to the draft, because, you know, the draft is usually around June 25th every year. And then, you know, free agency will, of course, be pushed back. So you'd be looking at, you know, October 1st um, being free agency, looking at guys like Fred Flint, Van Fleet of the, the Toronto Raptors, and, you know, even Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers and Giannis Antetokounmpo of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, who are, you know, highly coveted free agents this summer. You know, in that regard, you know, October 1st would be the date. But, you know, I, I kind of, you know, dialogue with, you know, some players and some coaches around the league and just they seem to think that, you know, the NBA is looking to start the season next season, uh, the 2020-2021 NBA season on Christmas, you know, so it will kind of be a repeat of uh, 2011. So lots to consider there. Um, and But, yeah, that's how the season is looking. Now you're looking at the NBA, you know, potentially discussing, you know, whether or not they want to do a soccer format. This is something that I'm kind of learning on the fly, so bear with me. But this whole soccer thing is, you know, for example, you'd have – you know, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, potentially who's an Easter Conference team playing the Los Angeles Lakers uh, in round one. And, you know, the Lakers are a Western Conference team. The funny thing about it is, you know, you look at this season, this season was supposed to be the Lakers' season or the Clippers' season, you know, if you will, particularly because of how, you know, they, they made things happen during free agency. So, you know, when you when you look at, you know, the Nets and you and you look at, you know, you look at the, the, um, the Lakers, they match up so very well. You know, I watched them in China, in the China games, you know, this fall and, and saw how they matched up. But, you know, the thing that's interesting to me about all this, and I'll and I, and I, and I end on that note answering your question, but, you know, w- when I look at the Nets, you ask the question, okay, is Kyrie going to be returning? I can tell you that, you know, he's been in Arizona Still working out, training, um, getting right. And, you know, you, you look at Kevin Durant, who's been out in, you know, Southern California, you know, getting right. Does this mean that they're going to return, you know, when and if the season does resume? You know, that's another question there. But um, I know that the NBA is trying to showcase their best players and the best possible situation. Walt Disney World has been in the discussion all along, but don't sleep on the notion that they can't utilize both uh, Orlando facilities as well as Las Vegas, Nevada uh, facilities. Vegas has offered the Las Vegas Strip to the NBA. It's just a matter of transportation and things of that sort because I know that you know, Disney has more of an all-inclusive type of situation where you have the villas on that Disney property as well as Disney's Wide World of Sports there. And so it's a lot to unpack. And I guess you, I'll tell you that you know you could be hearing something uh, by June 1st uh, as it relates to what the NBA eventually will decide to do. Now, I know, you know, of course, uh, health concerns and safety concerns are a concern for everybody involved with sports and not involved with sports. I know there's been reports of guys have been talking and, you know, they're ready to come back. What are you getting from players? Are you getting a sense that everyone's comfortable with this? And do you think everybody's going to kind of abide by and respect as far as staying together and not venturing out, stuff like that? It's a mixed bag. I mean, there's some players who have said that, you know, they are uncomfortable. There are some players who want to get it done. I know there are certain players and coaches who have told me that the, that 
basketball has been the last thing on their mind. You know, there's, there's, you know, there, there's, there's this health concerns. I can, I can share with you. I did a Q and A with, um, on record. There's, there's a, there, Ryan Archie Diakono of the Chicago Bulls. I recently sat down with him and Kobe White, um, of the Chicago Bulls as well. And, you know, Ryan talked about how, you know, he, he's back in Pennsylvania with his family, you know, and he's been, um, you know, uh, he's not picked up a basketball since March, around March 11th. And, you know, he's used that time to kind of just spend time with his family, just understand what's going on. Uh, you know, when you look at, I think so much attention is paid to the fact that basketball is not being played. Um, a lot of people have stayed in their house and just following protocol and socially distancing and more. So now you have to come out of that and you have to go to work. Um, that makes certain players nervous. Um, so I, I think the NBA, when they decide, if they decide that this is what they want to do and they want to resume the season, um, there has to be some level of protocol. I know that the NBA is looking to uh, allow players to bring their family. So you think of guys who are married, like LeBron James, and you know he's got his sons and, and his daughter Zuri and you know his wife um, as well. And you know, do they want to make that trip to Orlando if they were to go to Orlando? Um, or, you know, Vegas as well. Um, you, you, there's, I think there's a level of just uncertainty because they have a privileged life to play basketball, play the game of basketball, have the most, uh, the most tip-top um, security, nutritionist, and more in the world. But then you look at what's going on in the world, and it's like, well, how does that translate into, um, you know, us? Um, I know that Florida... A lot of people in Florida are saying, I spoke to someone uh, in Florida yesterday and they were telling me just how the air is, is pure, it's clean. And, you know, then you worry about people coming from all parts of the world, all on one campus at Disney. Will that spike, meaning the numbers as far as, you know, uh, Corona going up. So I mm-hmm. think based upon conversations I've had with various people and, and that play in the game, who are around the state of Florida, you know, who are decision makers. It's just an uneasiness because of just of the society we live in currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, valid points. And I can understand both sides of the equation. Now, uh, something that I haven't heard talked about a lot during this whole thing is of course, the NBA season has been put on halt and it sucks. I mean, the amount of, we can have a whole podcast and the amount of sports that were canceled or postponed because of this thing. But trying to put this on a, I guess you could say a positive spin on this, uh, being a person that's been in tune with the NBA, what team or what players do you think have possibly benefited from this break? A chance to get your mind right, your body right, a chance for a team maybe with social distancing, but using technology, whether it be cell phone calls or Zoom to kind of get their chemistry right as well. So looking at some teams that maybe you had high expectations for, that are on the on the outside looking in as far as playoffs or a team that has a chance to make a real run at the championship. Who do you think might have benefited from this long layoff, if that's even possible? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. If you look at where they were um, before um, the hiatus, excuse me, the hiatus um, happened. Giannis Antetokounmpo hurt his knee uh, at a game against the Los Angeles Lakers and um, was going to be sitting out for some time. And not a significant amount of time, but um, he had kind of time to, to rest those those uh, 
aches and pains. And um, I look at that. Uh, I mean, the, the Bucks were already a stacked team. Uh, Brooke Lopez on that team. Um, Eric Bledsoe, Kyle Korver, you know, and their head coach, Mike Budenholzer. So I, I think I look at the Bucks. I also look at the Philadelphia 76ers in that situation. I think, you know, they were dealing with injuries to, uh, in, via their two stars uh, throughout the course of the season. You look at Joel Embiid at points, played like an all-star, or excuse me, played like an MVP candidate. He is an all-star. Um, and then, you know, you look at Ben Simmons, who was dealing with you know, back injuries and more. I, I can tell you that, you know, the Sixers are a team that had many had high expectations for. Um, personally, I feel as though um, they're missing some things, you know, a score, a, 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 a scorer like and a defender like they had in, in Jimmy Butler that they don't have a three-point shooter and, and Kyle Corp, excuse me, and um, J.J. Redick that they don't have anymore. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, J.J., excuse me, Joel Embiid um, have all been, um, you know, the faces of that team. And I'd like to see them on the court together because I, they are, you know, pretty entertaining to watch. And, you know, Brett Brown has had high expectations for them this season. I do think when you added – Glenn Robinson III and Alec Burke to that uh, Sixers team at the trading deadline, they really started clicking um, towards that March 11th uh, hiatus uh, when things were shut down. But um, I even look at Brooklyn in that regard. You know, is KD coming back? Uh, will Kyrie return? Um, you know, from uh, thoracic bursitis and, and, and having the surgery and more. So I think there's a lot to consider there. Um, I also think that if the NBA does uh, play within the soccer format, which that would mean, you know, top anywhere from top 12 to top 16 teams in each conference. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, Golden State Warriors are like in 15th or 16th place in the NBA's Western Conference. You mean to tell me that you have a rested Warriors team that can play in this tournament? Watch out, because literally that's the same team that played um, in 2015 and won a championship. So you have a Healthy Clay, healthy Steph Curry, healthy Draymond Green, um, and, and other players on that team competing. I, I would imagine that they've had time to rest, and uh, I, I think that that's that's um, not only entertaining, but it's 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 the Warriors aren't your typical fifteenth or sixteenth place team. No, not at all. Yeah, no, no doubt. Look, man, we're you know we're definitely we're gonna we look forward to hearing about what's talked about in this meeting later today. We definitely look forward to continuing to follow you for, for, you know, more updates as far as what's going on, you know, as far as finishing the season. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about kind of that discussion that's been around forever, you know, in sports. And I think the, the last dance, not that the discussion was going anywhere, but I think the last dance kind of brought it back up again, but just talking about greatest players of all time, um, in the league, we you know we you know we have tons of great players. If Scoop if Scoop had to pick his top five team of all time, who uh, who would you go with? My top five team of all time. Top, top, I mean top I mean I'm sorry, you're you're starting five. Yeah, start starting, starting five. five. So if you had to put a team together, Magic Johnson at point guard, Michael at the two, Kobe at the three, LeBron James at the four, Shaq at the five. Okay. So you're going with Magic, Magic Jordan, 
in the backcourt. How about six man? If you had to take a six man, Jamal Crawford. <laughs> He's one of my favorite players, but uh, I like Jamal Crawford. Um, I, uh, if not him, probably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's the, the, the league's all-time leading. He's the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Um, I think LeBron is trying to uh, catch that. We'll see if that happens, but um, I think Kareem is up there. I, I don't think Kareem gets the, the respect that he's due, um, but I think he is the Tom Brady of the NBA. And, you know, he's won on every level. Uh, Powell Memorial in Harlem um, won it as as at UCLA under head coach John Wooden. Won in 79 with the Milwaukee Bucks when he was Lou Alcindor. And then he won multiple championships um, in Los Angeles as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's won, he's won on every level. And I think in an era where everybody wants to talk about goats all the time, um, I think just the, the, the perimeter players, the, the two guards, the point guards, the small forwards, are, are the wide receivers of the NBA. So I think that the center doesn't always get his just due just because, um, you know, centers don't sell sneakers unless you're Shaq. Um, but I, I think <laughs> Kareem would probably be my sixth man. Yeah. Now, with you know, with this talk, and, and we, I think we're always going to have debates and we're always going to have greatest player of all time, greatest five, greatest team. Uh, we can go to rap greatest MC of all time, your top five, just having these debates, I think is something that's never going to change. We're always going to have them. What, what are your thoughts though, as far as, as far as getting into debates? Like, is this something that you do a lot? What are your thoughts about reading online? People going back and forth. What do you think most of the time? Because some, some of them are healthy debates. Some of them can turn a little ugly as well too, though. Debates on who's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Well, just, just the conversation in general, just people having it, maybe not respecting the different errors, maybe not understanding the different errors, just because, of course, OK, we'll start with basketball. For the, largely, it's going down to LeBron and Le, LeBron and Jordan. Of course, Jordan. we should talk more Kareem. You know, we should even consider Bill Russell, even Magic. But most time it comes down to that. Then we get into passionate debates with with rap, Biggie Tupac, Jay Nas. You know, it's just kind of like the same debates. And, and, and like, what are your thoughts normally about having them? Do you think it's cool? Do you think it's healthy? Do you think some of them get too old? Do you think I, some people don't cool. quite understand I, what they're debating? I think they're cool. But I think when you start talking about generations, like, you know, I bought, I, for example, you asked me about my top five. Um, I remember Kareem towards the end. I also have uncles and cousins who watched those guys and I watch classic sports. So I know for me personally, I'm not your typical person, you know, that, that watches that who, who, who was five or six years old watching, you know, Kareem, you know, most people, there's some kids, their first recollection of Kareem and, and my age group is him teaching uncle Jesse how to do the sky hook on full house, you know, like those, <laughs> I think, when you when you talk about that, you know, like you you have to be careful because um, what I might think is 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 the goat doesn't mean that's my parents's or my parents' parents. So like when you look at the last dance, I think to me that commemorates we're like our parents now. That commemorates like what um, our parents discussed about the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry. You know, back back when you know it happened. So when I look at um. 
when I look at, when I think we talk about debates, it's cool to debate, but I think the debate shouldn't turn into, like I looked on TMZ the other day, there was a shootout between two guys about the fact that, you know, they they felt that LeBron was better than Michael. Like, bro, it's not that serious. Um, I, I know, I consider Magic, you know, a GOAT, but I only caught Magic last year in, in 91 when the Bulls played the Lakers. So I watched tape of, of him, but I, I just think you have to be careful. I may think that Jay-Z is the best rapper of all time, but that's my era. But there'd be no Jay if there was no Jazzo and there was no Big Daddy Kane. You know, so, you know, just like you look at 50 Cent, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the DJ he had, if it wasn't for, you know, just various other things, even, you know, Ja Rule giving him some material to to, to, to really to, to troll. I think 50 is one of the original trolls before Twitter. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that equation. Now, when you talk about basketball and, you know, people want to say LeBron is better than Michael, I'll take that and, I, and I'll raise you. How can you compare a well-done steak to a medium-well steak? LeBron is not finished with his career yet. Um, I, and I think that LeBron was never trying to be Michael. I think that's the thing that gets lost in translation. Um, I think in, in, in the modern era, the closest to Michael, you, I see you didn't mention it, I don't think it was intentional, was Kobe. And I think the only difference between Kobe and Michael is, I think Kobe was a better three-point shooter than Michael. Other than that, Michael was more supre- superior and if you're basing it based off of rings, I mean, Bill Russell has what, 10? Yeah. Yeah. Michael has six. Kareem has six. Kobe has five. Kobe lost in the finals twice. If Kobe had been the Lakers beat the Pistons in 2004, that's his sixth. And if Kobe and the Lakers beat the, the Celtics in 2008, that's seven. We can have a healthy conversation about Kobe being better than Michael, but that's not the case. So I, I think you just have to be careful. I think what makes Michael the GOAT is, I mean, number one, the endorsement deals. Um, if it wasn't for, you know, Michael's ability to um, uh, transition, transition the game with his own brand, it would not create an opportunity for guys like Kobe to have the shoe the way that he does, LeBron to have the shoe the way he does, Kevin Durant to have the shoe the way he does, Kyrie Irving to have the shoe the way he does. Now, if Kobe, I think was the was the was the blueprint for the shoes. Like I, I was talking to somebody recently um, about Kobe, and you know, they were telling me how they used to like ride on the plane and sit next to Kobe uh, on road trips um, when they would fly to wherever, and he would see that Kobe was actually designing how he wanted his shoe to look. And so when you look at um, KD and the way his shoes have different colors and stuff. And, you look at Kyrie, where he's got like SpongeBob night at the Barclays Center, which corresponds with a shoe that looks like SpongeBob. I mean, that that to me, that's just they. These guys have the kids. You know, you go to these basketball camps, they're wearing Kyrie sneakers, they're wearing KD sneakers, Kobe. You know, you go into a locker room, like if you go to the Sixers locker room, Tobias Harris, his whole locker is filled with Kobe sneakers. Like to me, that's that's to me that I think Kobe was is, was was Michael as far as influence after Michael retired. Um, but I think there's only one Michael. There's only one Kobe. And, you know, I think Kobe wanted to be Michael really bad. Like I've, I've spoken to people who said like Kobe, like in a, in a serial killer type of way, was obsessed <laughs> with Michael. He wanted to be Michael. God rest the dead. I'm not trying to play Kobe, but I think that, you know, I think there's, there's just a level of Michael is Michael. 
Kobe was close. And I think posthumously, you can now have that conversation. When I made the analogy to, to a steak well done, you know, Kobe's no longer with us. We can have that conversation. But I think when you're talking about, you know, LeBron, um, I, I think his story is still being written. And if you will, I think you look at guys like, you know, Barry Sanders in football and Bo Jackson who played baseball or football. I think that LeBron James is like the Bo Jackson of basketball. He's just, it's just a superior athlete. And I don't think you can measure what he's, his, his, his contribution to basketball in the same way Michael did. Michael, Michael was just a different cat, man. That's a great analogy with the Bo Jackson. Uh, one of the principal characters that was talked about a lot on the last dance and talked about afterwards. And actually when me and Pat did this exercise of top teams, uh, I drafted him as my starting point guard. And that's Isaiah Thomas. I just kind of wanted to get with your rich history of basketball that you have and having watched old tape and seen him obviously in an executive role and kind of some of the things he said to the documentary, what's your feelings and what's your take on Isaiah Thomas? Like the, the uh, narrative seems to be like this bad guy who's been portrayed as a bully and being victimized by the media. But at the same time, I also see people talking about how he's supremely underrated, uh, one of the best little big men of all time. I mean, obviously, I, I think highly of him since I made him the starting point guard of my all-time team. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it when it comes to Isaiah Thomas. Well, Isaiah's family, he um, he grew up with my stepfather. Uh, and Isaiah is somebody who, throughout the course of my career, uh, particularly in the last five to six years, you know, has been a, a huge part of it. You know, he's been a phone call away. Um, he's been a guy that's, you know, been encouraging me and, you know, championing my cause as, 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 as well as his. You know, I, I think Isaiah is misunderstood. Um, and I think Isaiah is misunderstood because um, I think that Chicago um, tenacity carries over to, you know, the, the boardroom. And I think um, as it relates to his peers, um, you know, it was a mixed bag of, 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 you know, people, whether they like them or not, but um, you can't argue results. You know, I, I think that Isaiah played in an era, uh, which was long dead at point guard. Is it him or is it Magic? Who's better? I think Magic is a freak of nature. He was a six eight, six nine point guard uh, that was able to see above, you know, his, his defenders. Like, for, for younger kids who are listening to this podcast, I think the only – person who, who the only two people I can make a comparison to as far as having the court vision he had at his size is is one in Ben Simmons of the 76ers and you know LeBron James um, who you know just their playmaking ability I, I think you know magic and, I, and I'll add this I think you know when I talked about the comparison game um, you know the reason why you can't compare LeBron to Michael outright is because uh, LeBron is more Magic and Oscar Robertson uh, than he is Michael Jordan. Anyway, I think Kobe is more of a, a Michael, you know, prototype. But you know, to, to answer your question about Isaiah, um, I think in today's game, the uh, the person in this era who was a modern day Isaiah Thomas is Chris Paul. Um, you know, the, the dribbling ability, uh, the play man, mixed with the playmaking ability, and um, you know, when I when I look at Isaiah Thomas um, in today's game, I mean. Do you realize, like, I, I remember I was, I was writing something the other day and I started Googling, like, that Pistons starting five, like, their heights. Like, Vinny Johnson was, like, 6'3". Joe Dumars was about that size. Isaiah was a point guard and was smaller than him. But, like, 
you basically play with a three-guard lineup that won a championship. And um, I think that that is very understated. Um, and I think they loved to hate the Pistons because they represented everything that was not Showtime Lakers. I mean, they had to get through the they had to get through the the Boston Celtics. They had to get through the Lakers. Um, and, and I think that you know, I mean, you had Dennis Rodman on that team. You had you know James Edwards on that team. Bill Lambeer, Seth Bailey was the head coach. Um, and I think you know I I, I began to phrase these questions to people on the Scoopy Radio podcast, which makes a lot of sense. I think. In addition to all of the speculation about Michael and Isaiah's relationship, which you know many of us knew, you know Michael didn't care for 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 Isaiah. Um, champions didn't talk about other champions. Scottie Pippen has been vocal about his disdain for Isaiah. On the Last Dance documentary, this was the first time you actually heard what Michael hinting to the fact that he didn't like Isaiah, although we knew. Think about it from this perspective. Isaiah plays for the Pistons. Michael plays for the Bulls. Michael's playing for Isaiah's team. There's a there's a there's a a, a burden of representation, if you will. Yo, you played in my city. You ain't even from here. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah I get it. You know, I, the only comparison I can kind of make in that perspective is. Um, you know, Tim Thomas, uh, retired NBA player, has been a frequent guest on the Scoopy Radio podcast, and you know he he and I have talked in the past about you know, that that rivalry between the Nets and the Knicks when you know Kenyon Martin and, and and Tim were going at it, and um, you know he felt as though you know with Kenyon, yo, you playing in my town, you know you playing, you know Tim Thomas being from Patterson, which is a stone a stone's throw away from. East Rutherford, where the Nets used to play, you know, there's a level of you playing in my city, you playing in my state. Yo, this my this my town, you know, and and so I I think when you look at Isaiah and Michael, I think there's a part of that there as well. So I think it's it's very layered. Um, I also think that when you look at Michael and Isaiah and just their back and forth, um, I just think that you're seeing old rivalries now in real time and during a pandemic where people got tired talk about those things but i think those things have to be easily digestible and you know i think i think it's understated how good of a point guard isaiah thomas was because everybody is you know is is it likes um my magic and i like both of them you know and i also don't want to make an enemy out of either one of them because i think that they're big gatekeepers in the nba and and i have a good rapport with, with with both of them but isaiah i have a better relationship with and i think that um, I just think that um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, Michael and Magic need to sit in somebody's chair and just hash it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And 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 I think a part with me because definitely understanding what happened back then, doing research, remembering stuff. I know they spent a lot of time on that doc about Isaiah, about the Dream Team. Uh, I wish they would have talked a little bit more about Joe Dumars too, because Dumars is a guy. They played defense, a guy that matched up with Jordan a lot. I felt like I felt like they, you know, they did well, they didn't really spend any time on it. I felt like that was maybe something that could have possibly been been mixed, missed in that. Um now, Scoop, just just talking about outside of sports, like lately, just what's been going on when you're not writing, when you're not um following the league, when you're not reporting on the league, what are some of the things you've been doing? Uh, with your time as far as music, movies, TV, stuff like that? Number one, sleeping. Uh, <laughs> sick, of kids. 
I think, um, you know, the pandemic hasn't really changed my day-to-day per se. I think the only difference is I'm home. Um, and, you know, I think for me, I've enjoyed being home and resting more because in addition to taping the podcast, writing, you know, I was on the road, um, you know, going to this arena, you know, speaking to this person in person. And now, you know, basically going through my phone, you know, making moves and doing the things I need to do. I've enjoyed it, honestly. Um, I I think that um, in this business, you're constantly ripping and running. I think, you know, I think rest is so supremely underrated in that regard. And I'm enjoying that process. Um, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor. I work hard and, you know, you want to enjoy that time. So, you know, more specifically, like, Yo, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, over the last few days, I've been watching old episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's a classic, bro. Um, I've been sitting down watching Batman, old episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, I, I've had conversations with college classmates, high school classmates. Um, I've really just enjoyed just being if you will um you know i i my birthday was was on thursday and you know i, I my buddy is a chef uh he cooks for Kyrie Irving as well i had i had steak and lobster tails asparagus and carrots like i'm really just enjoying being and i think that that's that's it like i'm always listening to music i'm listening to music while i'm writing um i'm just i'm just enjoying downtime and i think that's one of the things that, you know, I don't, I don't, I, do, I understand coronavirus is a pandemic and, and lots of people have, you know, died from it. And I don't take that lightly at all. However, I don't have it. And, you know, I've been practicing social distancing and I've been just in my own space and in being in that space, I've enjoyed just being me. But I also think I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed the process of just self-reflection a lot, um, you know, and, I, and I've had this conversation with a few athletes, um, just the process of, like, I didn't play, however, I've been a part of that culture, and, you know, I graduated high school in 2003, um, and, you know, I started college that August, and, you know, right, like, when I started college then, in July, I buried my Nana, my grandmother. And, you know, then, you know, I started college and, um, you know, I graduated in 2008 and lost some family members there, you know, just old age, health concerns and more. And in between that, I'm rushing to get to games, to cover games. I'm, I'm you know, ending my Christmas break early because I got to get back to school to, to announce games. And, you know, there's grad school and there's more. Like, I think over the last 15, 16 years, I've had the ability to, to to travel the world and do what I love, Be but the radio. fact that I'm able to have some self-reflection, you know, I think that's that's that gives you clarity, if you will. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I, I, I've kind of done the same thing along that lines myself. Kind of not a reset, but a, a reflection, and also a chance to kind of sharpen some skills too that uh, maybe needed to be sharpened up my own personal life. I wanted to ask you too. You talked about listening to music when you write. 
Uh, what are some of your favorite artists? I mean, being a guy that graduated high school in 03, you, you kind of grew up in that era of the M&Ms, the DMXs, the Jay-Zs, uh, the Clips being like kind of a brand new group on the scene. What, what are some of your uh, go-to albums, go-to artists, or maybe even songs that like, whether it be writing or just relaxing that you go to? Um, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Um, I like listening to anything Jay. Um, I think I can take it back to 94 with I Can't Get With That, the futuristic flow there. But also, um, I, I li- I've always liked the Blueprint 2 album. I think it's, you know, when people talk about his greatest, you're always going to talk about, you know, um, Blueprint uh, 1. Uh, and, and, you know, I think, you know, when you look at Reasonable Doubt, this is first, but I like Blueprint too. Um, some of the songs on there spoke to me at a point, you know, you realize when, you know, you, you start, you know, you're the man or you, you, you're dating a girl or when you just, you know, you remember music as being a soundtrack to your life. So Blueprint too, you know, it was a time that I was really enjoying life um, in high school. So um, I like that album, but I also um, listen to a lot of Cameron. Um, I listen to Jim Jones, uh, their solo work, but I could also listen to them as, as Dipset uh, with, with the Jewels and Hellrell and Freaky Ziki. Um, so, you know, I listen to a lot of Dipset. I listen to DMX. You know, I, I get I get hyped when I'm writing and, uh, you know, it, 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 it creates the, the, the creative juices in that regard. So, you know, um, if I'm writing, I'm listening to Cameron, I'm listening to Jay, I'm listening to, to uh, you know, Dipset, but Dipset is a collective, DMX. I also like gospel music. You know, I, I can flip it anywhere from John P. Key to, you know, um, Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, um, Hezekiah Walker and the Love Fellowship Crusade Choir. Like, I, I, I like classical music. I like jazz music. I like music. Um, music really is um, both therapeutic and, um, you know, creates a vibe or creates a mood. So I am um, I am a person who, you know, likes likes to set the tone. You know, so if it's late at night, like two, one, two o'clock in the morning, I'm writing. I need something to keep me awake and keep me hype. But, you know, if it's a regular day, maybe I need some spiritual uplifting. We might throw some gospel on. So it just depends on what the mode I'm in. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, look, Scoop, uh, we, you know, we appreciate you coming through, uh, rapping to us today. Uh, I know you mentioned early in the pod, you mentioned the Instagram. Can you tell everyone uh, where they can find you as far as all social media, uh, website, talking about Scoop, Scoop B Radio, everything? Well, first and foremost, um, make sure you subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. Uh, um, 2.1 million streams last year. We've had anybody from the voice of Siri, uh, Maverick's owner, Mark Cuban, DJ Khaled, um, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Scott Burrell of the uh, the Last Dance Bulls. Um, yeah, that's my dude. I've, I've known Scott since um, when he became a net in 1999 after the Last Dance Era Bulls. Um, I had on the podcast, I actually have Scooby Radio started as a as a um, as a um, time capsule. So I had interviews with Scott Burrell when I was 12. Um, and, you know, B.J. Armstrong uh, when he was a Hornet and 
um, you know, it's got Matt Geiger and, you know, Kimbe Mutombo. So, like, it's a time capsule. So, like, when I was going through tapes and stuff, I was like, man, this is crazy. Scott Burrell, you know, we started the podcast in 2016, you know. Uh, it was just, I used to tell people, yo, I started when I was a kid. Well, it was before the digital age. How do you prove it? You digitize those tapes. And so, you know, now with everything going on with Scott Burrell, there's an interest there. And I, I'll never forget, like, at the time in 2016, I was working at CBS and I was walking to the train. And, um, and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, that's Scott Burrell. So I go, yo, Scott. He was like, I, don't, I said to him, I don't know if you remember me, but, and I told him the whole story. He goes, damn, you're not a little kid anymore. He was like, yo, take my number. And we just ran into each other randomly in midtown Manhattan. I've been trying to get him on the pod for the last four years. I texted Scott and I said, right before the last dance, I said, yo, Scott, we got to get you on, bro. And we made it happen. And, um, you know, I think that Scott and Scotty Pippen have a brand new lease on life um, as far as things that they're going to be able to do um, within their, you know, their, their respective field. I've had Jason Caffia, a former member of the, the last dance bulls on the team. Um, so, you know, Jason and I have been texting throughout this whole, you know, last dance, uh, you know, documentary series and, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, the 97, 98 NBA season was actually my first season covering you know, being around the NBA. So for me, you know, that was 23 years ago. That's quite nostalgic and, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt. You, de- you definitely struck a chord with me when you're talking about, uh, listening to music, music to get you inspired. It's funny, fun fact about me. I know for myself, anytime I get approved for a media credential and also on the way to the arena, always got to play that DMX. What's my name? Like that's a must for me. Like as soon as the email Here comes across saying the credentials been approved, Spotify hit the play. If I'm driving to the arena sometime before I get to that parking garage, I got to hear that song to get my blood flow and get my mind in the right mental state. So I definitely feel you on that part about music having an impact on your work and inspiring you and help you keep going. For sure. We on the same page. And you asked me about, um, Instagram this Instagram is a scoop underscore B Snapchat scoop underscore B um, and, and check out my written work at heavy.com. I'm a swear I'm a senior writer uh, there, but when you talk about DMX and what's my name, man, that and party up, you know, that brings back memories uh, of TRL and when people were burning, take burning CDs for you, when you, you know, you take five hours, <laughs> somebody burn your CD. It's like, yo, like yeah. kids are now like what are CDs, but I don't want to be that old grandpa. So let them live with their streaming services. <laughs> there you go no doubt no doubt hey like patrick said thanks so much for coming on the show scoop uh we will definitely have you back on sooner rather than later we appreciate it man uh you stay safe and enjoy the rest of this time you have to like you said kind of get professional and personal compass going to that north side and we'll talk to you down the road boss my man thanks for the opportunity to be myself i'll talk to y'all soon yes sir all man. right thanks a lot this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 